Hey guys, welcome to A Spoonful of Sugar with Kirsten and Jamie, where we digest the real one bite at a time. My name is Jamie. And my name is Kirsten. And today we're going to be talking about setting boundaries in our life. This episode will actually be broken into two parts. So don't worry, we're going to get into all of it. You know, Jamie, I'm really happy that we are getting into this Me because... Too. I I just feel like setting boundaries is such a necessary part of life. Believe it or not, boundaries are important in every relationship that you have. You know, like whether it be your friends or your family, even in like the workplace or with your spouse or significant other. That's very true. Boundaries are a primary way of taking care of ourselves. When we set boundaries, we are less angry, resentful. Because our emotional needs are being met. Setting boundaries is very important. Exactly. Exactly. And then if they're not being met, then we handle them accordingly based on our boundaries and our expectations. And not only that, when you handle things based on your childhood, how you were raised, sometimes it might not be the best way of how those things come out. Oh, so true. Um, This reminds me of that saying when people are like, this just is who I am. This, mm. is, this is just who I am. This just is, you know. So many people have told me that. Yes. And I'm like, but you don't have to be that anymore. Right, right. <laughs> like, step out of your trauma, honey. Like, you don't have to live there anymore. Like, come, come, come to the bright side where we have cookies and we live free. Yeah, one step at a time instead of saying, this is it. That's how I'm going to be. You can't change me. One step at a time. I promise you it'll make your life better and others around you. Yes, yes. So, you know, when we talk about boundaries, when this topic came up in my head, I was thinking, you know, why is it even important to have boundaries? Mm, Good question. Good question. So... Let me let me put a little something on you right quick. Ooh, I'm ready, girl. Hit me. The reason why it's important to have boundaries is because they are really a part of our mental health. I don't think people realize that. You think of boundaries and it's like, look, this is what I want people to do, what I don't want people to do. But when you don't set boundaries, let's say you at work, you come home, you taking that work with you sometimes. Nobody got time for that. You need to be able to love on your kids, love on your spouse. Um, take care of yourself, not stressing about what I'm going to do when I clock in the next day, what I have to handle. Um, you know, some people, they go home and they say, okay, my work phone is down. I'm not answering emails until tomorrow because I have things to do and I have myself to take care of, which is equally as, as important as, um, your career. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm so glad that you, that you mentioned those work boundaries because it made me think about how, at the beginning of every every year, you know, I'm a teacher. I tell my parents and I tell my students, listen, at five o'clock, I am no longer your teacher. <laughs> I am my child's mother right. and my husband's wife. Right. You know, like that is now my role. All right. But tell me more, Jamie. Like, tell me more. What what other thoughts do you have on this? Of course, friend. Personal boundaries, y'all, are essential to a healthy relationship Um, and really a healthy life. Please remember this. Essential. Setting boundaries, sustain. um, It's a skill. And I just really realized that because you just hear about setting boundaries and it's like you do it or you don't. But they can be learned. They can be practiced. And the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Um, Boundaries are the basic guidelines to how you want to be treated, really. Uh... Yeah, they really ensure that relationships can be mutually 
respectful, appropriate, and caring. Um, your work relationships with your in-laws, with your spouse, with your children, you guys really, really need to set those boundaries. That's why I'm so excited about this podcast today. And Kirsten, let me know more about what you think about these doggone boundaries, boo. Girl, let me tell you. So first of all, I'm sorry that my voice is feeling a little froggy. Um, I'm still a little hoarse from yesterday. It's okay, boo. I understand. <laughs> we married women understand. <laughs> Out here living my best life. COVID friendly. Okay. <clears throat> COVID friendly. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, why Why am I so hoarse with t- today? But anyways, um, so, you know, when I thought to myself, like, how am I, how do I define boundaries? Boundaries to me are how we teach people how we would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at a very young age, my mother would say to me, you know, people will treat you how you let them. And that has really rung true to me um, in my life and in my experiences. It has really shown me that I set the standard. And a lot of times we set our boundaries with people based on how we view our value and self-worth. Yes. Um, so sometimes we want to show up in a space a certain way. And if we don't want to come across as domineering or bossy or if we want to be well-liked, sometimes that can keep us from, you know setting boundaries. And I know we're going to talk about that a little later, but I do think that it is important for us to think about boundaries, not necessarily as a combative thing, but really just saying like, hey, this is how I like to be treated. Mm -hmm. And then more importantly, this is how I don't like to be treated. Um, One thing that I don't think we talk about enough are the boundaries that we set within ourselves. Yep. And when I think about the boundaries that we set for ourselves, the guideline for that. Uh, for me, are based on my three P's. Uh-oh. All right, peace, protection, and prosperity. Amen. So let's talk about the first one, peace. Anyone that knows me personally knows that my peace is the most important thing to me. Yeah. Right. Like my peace is the priority. It is the main thing. It is the number one. Um, I have. I don't know if this is like even healthy, but I have like trained my brain when things start to stress me out to compartmentalize them and go back to the way of least resistance. Mm. So there are certain conversations that I'm not engaging in because I've realized that they are not going to protect my peace. That's awesome. They're not going to help me maintain my peace. It's not going to go anywhere, right? Um, There are certain activities that I no longer show up to, certain functions that I don't attend because they damage my peace. Can I even say some people that you don't even... Girl, yes, right. I was getting there. Yes, certain people, family and not family. Yep. I'm not, I cannot, I can no longer engage in that relationship, friendship, because of how it damages my peace mm-hmm. and disrupts my peace. Um, the second P is protection, and it kind of stems from the first one. I have boundaries to protect myself and other people. Right. Um, To protect myself from being harmed, my feelings from being hurt, my time from being, you know, uh, taken advantage of my love from being taken advantage of. Of course. Um, And then even to protect other people. If I'm in a space. Right. Or if something that they do triggers me negatively, Mm -hmm. I may be trying to protect them, (laughs) you know, like. You don't know what bag I'm coming out of if you jerk. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really important to think about, you know, the protection part of boundaries. And then the last one is prosperity. Because uh, when we are all, sometimes when things are all loosey-goosey and there are no, you know, established boundaries, 
there's no room for growth because everything is so chaotically going about. You know right. what I mean? I do. And there's no direction. And we can't grow if there is no direction. Of course. So something I wanted to insert based off what you just said was, for instance, uh, keeping my peace. You know, me and my husband, Rufus, are going to be moving into our house soon. Yeah. And I already had this. Yeah, amen. God good. God good. <laughs> I already had this talk with him. Look. I don't want certain people coming over to the house. At first, I was like, look, I, if they're in the neighborhood and they say, hey, bro, can we stop by? Um, we in the neighborhood. I was like, okay, you know what? Fine, they in the neighborhood. But then I was like, Jamie, even if they're they in the neighborhood, do I still want them in my house, which is should be everyone's place for peace? I said no. So they still ain't coming over because yes. that is my safe place, my place of peace, my place of, of sereneness. Did I say that right? Serenity. Okay, I'm with you. So, oh, serenity. Amen. So um, that's something I wanted yes. to say. Yes. Um, and I love that you gave that example because I think sometimes it can be difficult to say like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this, and especially if it's something that you know the other person may or may not agree with. But again, it... It, it, you have to think selfishly in some ways about this. You have to. You know, even when you're trying to find a common ground, you should be compromising, especially with your spouse. You should be compromising. You should be trying to work with people. It should be a communal effort. You know, I'm all about the teamwork. But when the teamwork starts to infringe on my safe space, and mm-hmm. you know how I am about people in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody cannot come to my house. Mm-mm. Everybody cannot come to my house. I love to host things, you know, pre-COVID. You know, I love to host things. I love to have people over certain people they cannot come to my house right love them to death but your energy your spirit pay attention it cannot abide in my space it it just cannot this is my home right um that energy is strong that part ma'am and then the work i'm gonna have to do to clean the energy after you leave who got time for that that's a whole job because they come here do what they want to do put it off on you and then leave and you got to be the one to sleep at night with whatever that is ma'am and i just you know this is a whole nother podcast for another time but the energy and the spirits that people bring with them you know that that's really important so when we talk about setting boundaries that protection piece is what i'm leaning on that piece of protection i'm leaning really heavy on that side yeah leaning really heavy on that side All right, so here's a good question. I want you guys at home to think about this. And Kirsten, I'm asking you, why do you think it's so hard to set boundaries? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Um, And I think the answer is different for everybody. You know, um, I think if we're honest with ourselves, we have to um, admit that boundaries are hard for us to set depending on what type of trauma we have endured. Why are you speaking a word? Lives. Why are you speaking a word? Man, I didn't come to preach. Okay. I didn't come to preach. That's what you say, but you're but, preaching. But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but um, I, a lot of people are afraid of confrontation. Yeah. One thing that I'm very grateful for are um, friendships that I have developed that have taught me that confrontation does not always have to be confrontational yes uh one of my very very good friends taught me that and i feel like that was like a big step into like adulthood for me when i realized that like a friend and i can disagree on something or i can say you did this you and i didn't like it you wronged me i didn't like it please next time do this instead Mm -hmm. or that hurt my feelings and then we could still be friends afterwards Mm -hmm. like it didn't make you a bad person and didn't make me a bad person it was just something that we disagreed on or something that i didn't like There is a book, because y'all know I'm a nerd and I love to read, um, that I think every person should take a a second um, to read if they have the time or at least add it to your reading list. 
it's called Crucial Conversations. I'm not familiar, like, off the top of my head with the author's name. It's okay. That's why they have Google. Um, Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, But the book was very, very impactful in the way that it taught you just that, how to have tough conversations. I need to read that book. Girl, it is really good. Um, And I actually refer to it, like, as a reference whenever I'm trying to figure out how to say something or when I'm, like, stumped for words, which is very rare. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when I do find myself in a tough situation, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to communicate with this person about this in a way to have an appropriate effect. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think that another, another reason why it's hard is because sometimes we're afraid of how we will be seen. Or how we'll show up in a space. And I touched on this a little bit earlier. um, But I think when we think about how we want to show up in a space, it's important for us to understand that, yeah, we can try to act this way and try to do these things. But a lot of times people view us through their lens rather than who we are. And what I mean by that is that we really don't have any control over how people view us. Like, I can do all the right things. I can say all the right things, act the right way, you know, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. But people are still going to view me based on their experiences in life. Very true. Um, And so I think we really need to be more focused on how we feel rather than how we're seen. Because one of those things we have more control over than the other. Um, yeah. And I think, um, when we talk about, you know, you might do one thing, like, let's say you, you are in a meeting and you vocalize something that you're very passionate about, you know, one person might say, you know what, that Jamie, you know, she's very assertive. And then you may have one person sitting in the same room at the same time, watching you say the same thing. And they may say, Jamie's so bossy. Mm. She's so, uh, Mm. she, you know, she's just too much, Yeah, you know, but you, Jamie have no control over that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think one of the, you know, primary reasons as well is that people don't know how to set boundaries. And that is hard. So true. That is hard. Depending on how you grew up, you may have not been given the space to say when you don't like something, when something makes you uncomfortable, when you want something to stop. You know, if you grew up in a in a very, very strict household where the, you know, the dynamics were, you know, very, very totalitarian. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a say. You said in a child's place. Right. It is what it is. You know. When um, you get an adult, you can speak and say with these right, things. But exactly. until then, you you're in my no, house. Oh, girl, my favorite. You don't pay no bills. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you grew up in a household like that, you have no idea how to set boundaries. Uh, because you didn't grow up doing that. Right? Right. Um, and I think, I know, even as like I became an adult, just having like the autonomy to make decisions for myself mm-hmm. without anyone's input, that is something that even now, as I'm very much so an adult, I'm getting comfortable with doing. Right. Uh, and depending on the and depending on the power dynamics between you and the person that you're trying to set the boundaries with, some of that can trigger things that you've been through in the past mm-hmm. and maybe make you feel like you are unequipped mm-hmm. to have that kind of conversation. Um, you might find yourself trying to use the right words and then things come out unclear and garbled and then you're uncomfortable and then that makes the other person uncomfortable and you may feel like you know this conversation is not really going in the way that I'd like it to and that can be a frustration a frustrating experience um and then you know if you're dealing with someone who maybe has their own diagnosis there might be a narcissist yep they may be turning things around on you they may be very self-centered unable to admit when they're wrong mm-hmm. those types of things really make it hard to set boundaries especially when you have multiple things in one person yes 
Um, but Jamie, listen, I want to hear what you guys think. Oh yeah, you about to hear it? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> man, I I love this topic, man. Okay, so for me, setting boundaries, I can tell you now, it, I still kind of have many panic attacks when I have to have conversations with people. Although mentally, I know, look, me telling somebody something about my boundary, hey, can you please not do this, does not have to be negative at all. I still have those problems because of the way I grew up. Um, it just, I'm just letting y'all know, I've over the past couple of years, I've gotten comfortable with with setting boundaries yeah. and not um being scared to yeah. and i become more confident as a woman as an adult to be able to do those things good for you thank you thank you so why is it hard to set boundaries for me one reason would be you've seen an example growing up a model of a lack of setting boundaries by your parents mm. or a guardian growing up that was me <laughs> like um nah i i didn't have a strong model growing up with people setting their boundaries um it was more of people pleasing. That's mm -hmm. what I was taught growing up. My parents didn't come and say to me, look, you better please these people. But in a lot of ways, it was um, come, come on and wash the dishes. Now we in a house. Let's do this. And I'm like, but but nobody came over our house and washed dishes <laughs> for us. You know, <laughs> so I was like, but I was a child and I was like, I cannot go against, you know, I got to do this. Right. And then it, so that that may be one reason. Um, Like I said, people pleasing you may blow it off and you may say, oh, it's not that serious because um, you don't want to cause tension. Mm. So you may go along to get along. Uh-uh. No. Uh, another reason may be because you may be used to your boundaries being violated. Ooh. So for instance, I know, right? <laughs> so for instance, if you grew up, this is just an example, with a parent calling you dumb and stupid, dumb and stupid, right? Then as you grow up, you realize, you know what? I really don't like being called dumb and stupid Oh, you know what? I don't want nobody calling me dumb and stupid, especially with my children around. Mm. And it's your parents. So that's a different dynamic than a friend or somebody you met at the job. Right. Like they are higher in your life. Right. And so um, that may be a difficult way, reason for a person to set those boundaries. Yeah. But it's OK, guys, because like I said earlier, you can practice. And the more you build and the more you practice, the better it will get. And you can teach those things to your kids and to yourself so it's never too late right right no i love that the buck stops here right you know the buck stops here um and i think that if we want our children to be able to thrive and grow and move on and you know uh, be able to express themselves in an articulate manner uh whether it will be received um we have to like you said practice it um, do the work emotionally and mentally right. to be able to set boundaries, even in tough situations, you know, even uh, setting, <laughs> setting boundaries as a parent, like, you know, oh, my child does not eat this. Oh, he'll be all right. No, my child does not say it for, eat that. Say it for the people in the back. You know, like, <laughs> um, and just being, uh, even just being uncomfortable with talking to people who, you know, I'm very close to, and but having to say, no means no. Like, I said what I said, you know? And I know we're going to touch on this later, but, uh, you know, I get to a point where I'm I'm no longer repeating myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I said what I said, and and that is what I said. You know how you hit them real hard. You say what you say, and then they keep asking you, and then you silent on them. Yeah. That's, that's how you get them. Ma'am. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, 
even at at my job, that's my favorite because um, I think in the workspace, one thing that I have to work against because I am such a passionate person, like I get really worked up and excited about things. And yeah. then sometimes it comes across as if I'm like maybe angry. So I'm constantly fighting against that angry black woman scope. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that like in the, in the workspace, right? you know, so, you know, someone might say, you know, well, Kirsten, like, you know, you know, this and this happened, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I think this, this, and that. You you think this, this, and that? Why? Well, I think that because, you know, and then I'll go into my explanation why. You know me. I'm coming with the receipts. I'm coming with the research. I'm coming with the data, you know. Um, And then, you know, you know how you can tell when somebody is trying to, like, persuade you to think their way? Yes. And I'm open-minded always, you know, but I think I also have to be aware of certain, like, um, reasons and rationales that are underlying and not outright. Mm-hmm. And me, as a black woman, have to say, like, you know what? Um, I see in, in my mind, I'm like, I see what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. but this is what I know to be true. And um, because this has been not only my experience, this is what the research says, this is what the data says. And I'm standing firm in that. So my way of setting a boundary is just saying I'm not in my mind. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Right. I said what I said, you know, um, and, and that has been really tough for me to do because I want to it, just like I said before, I want to show up in the space a certain way. Right. But I also have to be true to myself. Um, I have to be true to myself in that I want to, I want to be open to listening, always open to, you know, like I said, collaborating and working with other people. Mm -hmm. But I also need to make sure that you know that I will not be belittling anybody else's experiences, including yours. Like I don't belittle your experiences. Mm -hmm. I won't allow my own experience to be belittled either. Well said. I love that. I'm really glad that we actually took the time to talk about, you know, why it's so hard to set boundaries and, you know, why, you know, these obstacles may keep us from setting boundaries efficiently. Mm-hmm. But just because it's hard to set these boundaries doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. So I'm thinking, Jamie, what are some ways that we can help our listeners overcome their fear of setting boundaries? All right, let's take our listeners to school. Um, Something I found while researching the internet. Mm. The reality is that the thing you fear most is probably not the act of setting the boundary, right. but the consequence itself. Yes, ma'am. Ooh. I, I know that's treasure. deep, right? That's deep. I feel seen. I feel seen. Good, good. That's what I want you to feel. That means it's working. <laughs> so when I read that, I was like, that is really true. A lot of people's fears come from the consequence of something. Yeah. So... Look, I'm going to keep it real with you guys because I love y'all and that's just me. I was afraid to set boundaries with my mom growing up and even now in adulthood. Well, not this second, but uh, a couple of years back, even after I became an adult, because I didn't want my family to isolate me and I didn't want to not get invited to family events and Mm. I wanted to continue to be included. Right. Uh, Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people grow up with... You listen to your mama. Right. Your mama always right. right. She can't do no wrong. And right. people might not say she can't do any wrong. But at the end of the day, yes. if you comment to anybody about something that your mama did wrong, right. a lot of times people are just going to push it to the side and right. be like, it's okay. She loves you. She's doing yes. the best she can. Nah, trick. Sometimes she's not doing the best Especially she can. in our community, that's the demeanor. You're right. Now, now, sometimes, look, sometimes people are really doing the best they can. I don't want people to think that 
I got issues because I didn't grow up with the best parents. Mm-hmm. No, I love when I see great parents. Kirsten, you are a great parent. Aww. I love it. You act, you really love your child. Thank but you. I just want people to, to know that I know how it feels on both sides. Yeah. Um, I've had people in my life who have been um, like adoptive type parents. Yeah. And I can be like, man, like my mother-in-law, she was so awesome. Then I have people that I really grew up with. I'm not calling people out. I'm just letting y'all know what is my truth and how right. I grew up. Yeah. So... Um, for me, I did not set those boundaries growing up because I was like, okay, I got, I got to have my family. I, my cousins, I want to be invited. I want to be included. You know, I'm not about to speak up and say nothing. If somebody disrespect me, especially if they mom and my mom and my daddy, you know, I'm going to keep it to myself because I want nobody looking sideways and you know, exactly. So that's what kept me from setting boundaries growing up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But let me just give it to y'all quick. That got old. Yeah. That got old y'all growing up being an adult realizing that I had to realize something. So this is the first thing. I had to learn to not sacrifice my peace for acceptance. Mm. Uh, it took Ooh. me a while. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Take a breath, bro. Take a breath. Ooh, let me get some water. Take a sip. It's part. <laughs> Take a sip and come on back. <laughs> I had to learn to not sacrifice my peace for acceptance right. because God will provide. And this is not something I learned overnight, y'all. It is yeah. not something I learned overnight. Yeah. But I had to learn it. And I moved up here um, uh, to Atlanta. And most of my family isn't up here. Mm-hmm. They're like three hours away. So I'm already away from all the activities and what's going on. And me and my husband are up here. So I was like, I still want to get calls when people do things and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Because I don't mind driving back. Like, I'm a get, get up and go person. But then I realized, look, I had to love people from a distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since I've done that love people from a distance no matter who they are because they've been toxic in my life mm-hmm. i've been so much happier yeah so much happier and um oh shoot i didn't mean to spit on you kirsten <laughs> <laughs> my bad girl i ain't feel it <laughs> um i've been so much happier and honestly i've had people come to me and say well you know this and that and this and that and you know you're gonna regret it no i regretted no. it when i was there and i let the abuse continue to happen oh girl they don't like when you call they don't the like abuse. they don't like when you say it y'all, like but that, it is but it that's is what it is because y'all want me to take the abuse grow up and have kids and be a great child a parent as well right but not say anything about the things that happen right it, it the buck what you say earlier the buck stops the here buck stops here baby. it did my mental health is so much better now mm-hmm. that i've distanced um, not only my mother, my father as right. well, because he was barely there, and other people in my life. Yeah. So you have to learn to to do that. Um, my bad. And the second thing that I wanted to say was counseling. Mm. Ooh, ooh, that needs its own show, Jamie. Why? I knew. Why y'all don't like to go to counseling? I want to know why y'all don't want to go to counseling. I knew. I knew your <laughs> behind was probably gonna say something about that. I knew you were probably going to say something Go about ahead. that. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. But no, no. You about to, I'm about to pass the baton. But right quick, <laughs> counseling, you were so funny. Counseling is something that actually I really enjoy. But I know the negative stigma that is behind it. And yeah. I understand it. So the reason I, I really want people to consider it. Understand that if you do um, try counseling, the first counselor may not always be the first one that works for you. So if it doesn't work out for you the first time, do not give up, guys. Mm-hmm. It's somebody out there for you. Yeah. And um, it, it really can open things. And the way counselors are trained to help you get through and pass things that you need to, to do to grow and get better is really something worth looking into. So right. that's my thing. And I'm going to pass it on to you, Kirsten. 
you know, Jamie, as you were uh, sitting here talking, I was like in awe for several reasons. But, you know, we weren't that close when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually didn't really become like friends, friends until we became adults and our husbands got close and stuff like that. But, you know, I saw the moment. It's almost like I can picture in my head the moment you decided I ain't taking this mess no more. Really? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you, like, I remember us as kids, you know, as adults, I mean, as young adults and teenagers, I remember you being in that show. You know Ooh. what I mean? I remember you, but I, but now I get to see you like out of that show. And it's really a beautiful, it's a beautiful transition. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. We love to see it. I wanted to say something real quick. I'm happy you said that because I feel, I feel seen yeah. when I was younger like I said, people, I, people, you can chill, tell when something's wrong with a child, but people didn't either, either sorry guys, people didn't either care mm-hmm. or they didn't want to deal with it because, mm-hmm. you know, they already got their, their problems and their life and stuff. Yeah. So I always felt alone and I was like, nobody knows what I'm going through, especially right. when I'm walking around seeing you with, you know, your two parents or seeing my friends with, maybe they don't have two parents, but, you know, they being taken care of and right. stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm just here. Yeah. But it's so nice to say that you you saw me and you recognized some of that when I was younger. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, no, I did. And um, I did and I do. And uh, you, Jamie, you didn't, you didn't cut any corners. I feel like I'm like always trying to be like politically correct. Mm-hmm. And you were calling out for what is toxic. It was <laughs> abuse. Like, you know, and, and they don't like it when you call it abuse, girl. They, oh, so you was abused. Yes. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Look, let me stop hollering these people. And abuse here. doesn't have to just be physical, guys. It can be verbal. It can be neglect. While y'all don't, I'm just letting y'all know. Okay, so go ahead. No, it's a whole thing, and yeah. um, it doesn't always come from your parents. Sometimes right. it's other people who you are around. Um, it's friends of the family. Mm-hmm. It's family. It's friends. You know what I mean? It's not just uh, always so direct. You right. know what I mean? And that's why me as a parent, I'm really careful about who I have around my child. Um, because I know that those things, there are things that happened to me as a child, not that didn't necessarily come from, uh, family, but you know, maybe a friend of the family or somebody in the community. I've never forgotten that. Yeah. It has changed. It changed me as a total person. You know what I mean? I get you. Um, so I just think it's so important, uh, for us to call things that as, as they are, you know, and, and we can't be trying to spare people's feelings when we're trying to walk in our truth, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And when you're trying to set these boundaries, it's important to call them what they are. I will no longer tolerate your verbal abuse. Yeah. I will no longer continue to indulge in this. You right. know what I mean? You are becoming toxic to my environment. You know, and, and and sometimes that can be hurtful to people and it can be triggering, but we cannot get any progress if we don't call things out for what they are. So you have, like, really made me see, like, I really need to start calling things specifically what they are not always being so politically correct in some spaces mm-hmm. because it is important for things to be clear, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, listeners, when, when I was kind of listening to Jamie, I was like, you know, just reflecting on my own experiences and, you know, I am a pretty like tough cookie, but I feel things very deeply, very, very deeply. Um, and I struggle with, abandonment so whether that be like physical or even emotional Mm -hmm. um my fear when i set boundaries is that used to be that i'm gonna say i don't like something and this person's going to turn it around on me or make me feel like um what i'm saying is dumb or wrong or like i'm not worthy of 
their love or friendship and that is going to start a fight or they're going to be oh my favorite one they're going to be mad at me i wanted everybody to be peaceable and happy and loving and all of that i want to start a pot yeah i don't i just want everybody to be happy and at peace and stuff like that you know but i was at a detriment like i was i was unhappy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and so one thing that really helped me with when I was struggling with that abandonment is developing a close relationship with God. Because what I became to realize is that yeah. these people will walk away from you in a second. But so God, true. God's not going anywhere. He's not, he's, he will never leave you nor forsake you. When I started leaning heavier on God, I started not glorifying my fleshly relationships, like my man to man, like my human to human relationship. Yes. Because I realized that, you know what? If Johnny wants to walk away or Susie doesn't want to be my friend anymore, that's okay because God didn't have a space in her life for me at that time. Okay. Because nothing happens without God allowing it to happen. Amen. You know, so I had to become okay with that. And that really helped me break out of that abandonment struggle. Um, I love that. Thank you. One of the things um, that I that I think of when I when I know that I have to set a tough boundaries, I think of the positive outcome. So I, it's easy to think about what could negatively happen. I can tell Jamie that I don't like this and don't like that. She can stop being my friend. Uh, you know, um, we will stop hanging out. Things will be awkward or whatever. But what could positive? What what could positively come out of that? Well, we could start having a more authentic friendship. And she can see me for who I am. I can be vulnerable with her. I'm creating a, a more authentic space for us, right? There are a lot of authentic, authentic, t- oh, sorry, it's, it's all good. Authentic, authentically positive yeah. <laughs> outcomes that can come um, from from setting boundaries. One of them being freedom, right? Ooh. One of them is just freeing yourself from, you know, the thought that. You know, I have to make sure that we're good and keep every. No, we're. I'm living free. I'm sorry, I don't do that anymore. I, that's not a practice I condone. I, I'm living free now. Yes. You know. Yeah, man. Um, and I already spoke on this, so I won't go on and on. But enacting that, I said what I said. Energy. I love when you can't say it too much for me. I love when you say I, that. <laughs> you're so funny. Um, I need to make a shirt, honestly, because I have a face to go with it. And we do need to take this to YouTube soon. Yeah. Uh, but look you out know, for it, y'all. Yeah, stay on the lookout because. That I said what I said energy, it's unmatched. It is unmatched. Yep. And anybody can get it. I it, it gets to a point where there are certain conversations that I'm not having. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm not going to continue to repeat myself. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, what's, what does that man say? I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. Right. <laughs> Y'all finish it. it. Exactly. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm not doing it. Um, And that has really helped me. This next one is my mantra this next one is my mantra okay and don't fall out because it makes me want to shout when i every time i say it but the power of okay you ever been in a conversation with somebody and you say uh and they say down and you say left and they say right yeah and you say black and they say white and after they say that you know what you say okay and that's it and that's all i got that's all i got I, i okay I, love that. I mean, and y'all can't see me, but it's a shoulder shrug and a smile. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Um, because I realized, Lord, and I thank you, and I thank you, God, for um, when I use my time unwisely going back and forth for people who, who had no intention of understanding me oh, or shoot. learning anything. God, oh, I thank shoot. you for still giving me breath. But I, I would sit here and I would be going back and forth with people. Like, yeah. no, no. But, but see, if you see it this way, I'm not doing that. I, I, I'm not doing it, you know, and, and, and we really do need to take this, 
you know, to video because it's a demeanor. It's a whole mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it gets to a point where you have to say to yourself, you know what? You are more important than being right. Right. Your peace is more important yes. than being right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- that's my whole, that's my, that's, that's really gotten me to a great place of peace. Um, we, we get into it. Ma'am, right? we have to get into it. We have to. So the next one is um, measuring the value of the relationship, right? Um, measuring the value of the relationship is important because sometimes I find that I don't necessarily need to st- set a boundary. I just might need to step away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, continuing to like remind people of how you want to be treated or even just realizing like, you know what? this might not be for me. Right. I don't always have to meet everything that somebody does to me with the boundary. It might just be, you know what? I'm no longer warranting you access to me. Kirsten. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, seriously. Like, I I realized a couple months ago, I've been giving people too much access to Oh, me. shoot. You know, you feel you can treat me this way. Cut them off. Because you have all this access. Uh-oh. You think that you can say what you say. Thanks. Because you got all this access. And that, that is setting a precedent that I don't want to continue. And that's on me, right? Right. So I have to take the step back. Um, and, and I find too, on the, I mean, on the flip side of that, like, so let's say I look at the relationship and I'm like, you know what? I really do love Jamie and I don't want to take a step back. I do want to set this boundary, right? Right. Um, that helps me then frame my boundary. So Jamie, I value our relationship. So... I'm going to, I would like to share something with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I value us, so I want to work on us. Yeah, I get you. That helps That helps a lot to overcome some of that fear. And ultimately, what I really had to come to realize is that the people who love me want me to be happy. Girl. The people who truly love me, the people who truly care about me, <laughs> people who truly get this one, value me. They want me to be happy. And I'm not happy when my boundaries are being violated. I'm not happy when people are um, putting their pride over my peace. I'm not happy when people are not apologizing for things that they do wrong. I'm not happy when people are suppressing me and my joy and my well-being. I'm not happy then. I'm not happy when people cannot acknowledge my needs, right? So I had to come to the realization that, you know, if I, like I mentioned before, if I say something, you know, you know, I didn't like this, this happened, da-da-da-da, and you decide, you know what, Kirsten, I hear you, I understand you, no disrespect or anything, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think anything bad about you, but I don't think I want to be friends anymore. That's okay, boo. Because you might have left me, but you know who had? Who? God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that matters. Ma'am, and that's the one that matters. You know what I mean? Um, So that has been outstandingly something that has kept me rooted because just understanding that the people who are supposed to be there will be there god will provide he always has and he always will and i really don't mean to even make this like a sermon thing you know and i know that everybody has different beliefs or whatever but i can only speak my truth in the things that i have seen it's true well we hope that you've enjoyed our show today And now it's time for our spoonful of the day. This is the part of the show where we leave you with some food for thought. All right, guys. So 
I just want to let you guys know, and Kirsten, that I had so much fun doing this. Like, you know how they say you don't have to be confrontational? I'm glad that I got things off my chest. I was able to be vulnerable, but I was happy yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, so this is what I want to leave the listeners with today. Don't be afraid to set boundaries. Boundaries are good for your mental health and a learned skill. You do not have to sacrifice your peace to set boundaries. Yes. And what about you, Kirsten? I really, really like that. Um, and I have to agree, like, I really enjoyed this episode because setting boundaries was such a hard thing for me to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, like you, I was very joyous to even be able to discuss and share, you know, this with you all. Um, and so I'm just really thankful that we have this platform and hopefully we've helped some people um, and, and maybe had you think about something that you might not have thought about before. Um, you know, I think that it's important to mention that setting boundaries is for you and not necessarily the other person. Um, When you're setting boundaries, you're not necessarily trying to please the other person. You're trying to protect yourself, maintain your peace, and live in prosperity. Right. Um, Your peace is the most important. And while initial crucial conversations are uncomfortable, remember that growth comes after. Even if it's the growth of you uh growing more abundantly in that piece or maybe it's the growth of freedom from that friendship or maybe it's you and that person growing um and the vulnerability between one another right uh, some type of growth comes from these uh crucial conversations um also you know setting boundaries may unfortunately or fortunately mm-hmm. edge some people out of your life a little bit but this is a part of growing um I remember a mentor of mine in high school used to say, you know, you can't take everybody with you. So true. And while you may want to, because that is me, I'm like, everybody get on the ship. Everybody get on the boat. There's enough room for everyone. But doing that will have me sinking the whole boat. Yeah. Because there really is not room for everybody all the time. And sometimes people are drilling holes in your boat when your back is turned. Ma'am. That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother time. You're right about that. But one thing that I want you all listeners to take peace in, in knowing is that the people that are meant to be there will be there. Um, And just really trust that God will send and position people in your, in your life in a way where you will have your needs met and, and not be alone. Even if it's just you and him. Well, well said i have to say that um even through everything i've been through with me thinking i was going to be alone god sent you and <laughs> your family definitely and i like i love y'all your parents oh my goodness your your puppies <laughs> you know i don't feel alone yeah and that's what i was afraid of that's why i didn't set those boundaries because that was my fear yeah and i'm good yeah so i just want to put that out there well we love you girl thank you all right so next guys announcements i kirsten and i are want to bring this to you guys now is the time now we're introducing to you all a concept that we have been thinking about for a while called the scoop mm-hmm. i'm excited me too the thing is guys we want to interact with you so the thing about a podcast platform is that it's kind of one-sided meaning like we do all the talking but we know you're listening we see our views going up and we want to give you all a chance to respond Um, And the scoop is really how we plan to do that. So if you need some advice or you want to get something off your chest, if you heard something that we said and you want to respond, or even if you're just looking for a little input Mm -hmm. on a subject or a situation, we want you to email us at sweetspoonfulofsugar, one word, 
at gmail.com. That's S-W-E-E-T-S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-O-F-S-U-G-A-R at gmail.com. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, love. (laughs) I thought I was going to stumble through that. Uh, We will drop the email in the info section of the podcast just to make it easy on you guys. Um, But just in case that the link doesn't work, I did want to make sure that everybody was clear on the spelling. That's the teacher in me. (laughs) And by the way, guys, we'll read your response during the next show and respond for all of our listeners to hear. If you do not listen, if you do not want us to read it aloud, that's fine. Just make that known in your message. Okay, and look forward to hearing. We look forward to hearing from you. We yes. really do. I really want to know what you guys think. For sure. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys. See you next time on A Spoonful of Sugar. Sugar.